0: the difference. We make banking easy with real estate specialists and loan officers ready to help you. Stop by Heritage Bank on Highway 3 or contact us at HeritageBankMN.com and see how the professionals at Heritage Bank can help you build your future.
1: And we are back on the KYMM Morning Show. Uh, Joining us in our studios now is District 58A State Representative Christy Purcell. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well and a happy Mother's Day weekend for you.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And fishing opener, too. Yeah.
1: Yep. The governor is probably out this weekend doing the uh, fishing opener, or wherever that's out. I'm not even sure it's where the it's Mankato that. area this Mankato.
0: It is, That's yep. right. Yeah, Which
1: mm-hmm. wish I would have gone to that.
0: Same. you are going
1: to get rained on, though. Well, you can go to, maybe go to Girls' Night Out tonight here in Northfield.
0: Well, I'll be headed back up to St. Paul, where, at least yesterday, we gaveled in at 1130 and then reconvened at 5, so... um lot of hurry up and wait happening right now yeah
1: i would imagine has it been you now you've had some some big things happening and it's kind of the time of the year where if you're not in a conference committee you kind of sit around and wait i would imagine
0: or if your conference committee has done its work like mine then it's yes a lot of uh hurry up and wait
1: okay let's talk about the work that you've done first of all the ag bill uh you're the ag vice chair it's passed uh through the conference committee yes. now, both uh, House and Senate and the conference committee. Yep. So we're presuming the governor is going to sign it next week.
0: I am really hopeful. I um, I hope that's a, a signing that I get invited to. Um, there's a lot of my fingerprints on that on that bill. And um, yeah, it was really interesting to see how the committee process worked to try to reconcile the Senate version and our version, which were quite different, Mm -hmm. um, and then come up with the final product that I'm really proud of.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that final product. What are some of the highlights in there for you that you've been working on?
0: Well, I would say two of the really big ticket items. um, We have seen a lot of elevate. Uh, not a lot of, uh, a handful of elevator failures Mm -hmm. over the last decade, probably. Um, So one solution that some states have come up with is a state uh, fund so that if and when that, that happens, the farmers aren't left holding the bag because what happens is the farmers drop off their grain. Um, they may wait to get paid, but sometimes it's uh, they drop off their grain and before they get paid, the elevator declares bankruptcy. So the farmers don't have their money and they don't have their product to like go bring somewhere else. So um, we have seen that be a, a huge problem. I mean, an entire year's worth of income. Um, disappear that would farmers. ruin a farm yep it sure yeah. could um and it, and we know that it has and so what some other states have done is set up this grain indemnity fund and minnesota has not had that and um, we are gonna start by putting 10 million dollars in that fund um and the the hope is that it might get up to 15 million and that that would be uh, kind of good insurance for or assurance for mm-hmm. the uh for the, the elevators and the farmers who are, you know, this is part of the system that makes it work.
1: Are there other aspects that you have been of that farm bill that you, are ag bill that you've been working on that uh, you'd like to bring up?
0: Um, yes. So there's also, um, because there's some federal funds that are available, so Minnesota has this program called Dairy with an I, and um, we have set aside, I think, $4 million um, to encourage dairy farmers to um, – Participate in this federal program. So um, this is just one-time money. It's just in fiscal year twenty-four. So trying to make sure to get the word out to people um, that then you know the state is able to help them pay for their portion of participating in this federal program, which is again like some assurances for for dairy farmers. There's also money for farm to school. There's money for emerging farmers, um, soil health practices um there's a policy uh in there about how if farmers have a contract with um say the Gates Foundation or other places who are like buying carbon credits um sometimes in those contracts there's like a non-disclosure uh clause so there's a piece of policy that I was uh, able to carry that says nope in Minnesota if you're you know carbon farming and you're you're uh farming for those carbon climate friendly practices, you get to talk about what the rate is that you're getting mm-hmm. um, to, to try to like supersede those, those non-disclosure pieces. Cause we think um, that's only right is for farmers to be able to talk to each other about that.
1: Christy Purcell is with us, District 58A state representative. The legislative session is winding down. Bills are getting passed or or not passed, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. One of the big ones that did go through is higher ed bill. Yes, and that's made a week. lot of headlines. And there have been, uh, you know, it's, a lot of people have interest in that with the University of Minnesota, uh, the enrollment, some of mm-hmm. the things that are going on with there. It's... Uh, it seems like we're kind of at a uh, a turning point for education at a pivotal time for education. Tell us about what you, what do you know out of that bill?
0: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. The word I was thinking of was inflection point. So we know that um, enrollment numbers are going down just like we're seeing in our K-12 schools in Minnesota as well. And that's because of a lot of different reasons. Um, This higher ed bill, which I, did not serve on the committee, so I don't know, you know, the the deep, deep ins and outs, but I know enough to be dangerous. Um, this higher ed bill is really, uh, hopefully, kind of a, a Hail Mary and a lifeline for our state colleges and universities, as well as the University of Minnesota system, um, really investing there in, in ways that we haven't for a long time, and so it's a little bit hard to know it's the chicken or the egg, is it because we have not been investing in our Um, you know, public higher education systems that the enrollment is going down or vice versa. So this is um, hopefully uh, something that will help revive these systems that are so important, being, you know, a land grant university at the University of Minnesota. And I believe in our constitution, it says that the state will pay two-thirds of the cost of that education and the student will take on one-third of the financial burden. And that hasn't been the case for decades. So trying to sort of rebalance to make college affordable and make sure that it's a um, worthwhile investment.
1: Do we know, um, or do you know, I guess, is are we losing students to other states? You know, we have the reciprocity with uh, Iowa, with Wisconsin, and probably some other states as well. Are, they, are the students migrating to a different place? Or are their numbers down as well? Any idea?
0: I think, I, I don't know for sure, but um, but I think it's it's a general trend. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see the cost of college um, that makes it feel um, not worth it for some folks, or it makes it unattainable for some folks. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to ask you about a couple other things. I know you haven't been directly involved with, but there's been a lot of talk, uh, and that is oh, the first one is gun safety. Uh, the I believe is the House has been working on the, the, uh, some gun safety measures involving background checks and and uh you know putting in some red flags Mm -hmm. have you had anything uh any conversations on that do you know what's going on there
0: i've had lots of conversations about it so i've been learning um largely from constituents uh which is great and you know local leaders uh here and around the state so i think um something like a red flag law the um like, law enforcement is more interested in that. That's a tool in the toolbox for them to, you know, if there's someone who they are worried will harm themselves or someone else and has access to firearms, um, that that's a tool to be able to temporarily separate them from their firearms. Um, there's other, you know, gun rights groups who are less excited about that, that, you know, they think there's sort of no no circumstances in which um, a person should be separated from their firearms. Um, it's so interesting that we're having, you know, this debate at the state level while we see, I think it's, you know, like at least four, um, gun, gun, gun violence, mass shootings, um, or not even mass shootings, but just like, you know, shooting and shooting first, asking later of neighbors and Mm -hmm. children and, um, and law, you know, police officers. We're seeing, you know, Western Wisconsin here in Minnesota. Like, so for me, it feels like okay. I don't know what the perfect solution is, but it sure needs to be something because um, our children are dying. Um, It's it's a pretty horrific do, do you, scenario. Uh,
1: from from what I've seen, do you, do you have the votes for that? I mean, the Democrats have the majority, but uh, are they are? Uh, but but it's not by a whole lot.
0: Right. I. Presume that's above my pay grade. Okay. Um, I presume so because it seems like these things are moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, we'll we'll right. find out.
1: And uh, I guess one one final question that I have uh, is: uh, What about marijuana? Are we going to see that cannabis bill? Is where is that at? Is that in committee now? Or?
0: Yes. So I know it's in conference committee. I think I looked at the schedule for today. I think they're maybe having their first public hearing about it and in those public meetings that's when they like adopt certain provisions so i think it will will get a little clearer on sort of how far that has yet to go um i i'm sure that the you know the chairs have been discussing and trying to work out the differences ahead of the meeting but um i again i presume that that's gonna happen and go through, but it's not something I'm uh, immediately a part of.
1: The uh, legislative session, uh, constitutionally, I guess it would have to end a week from Monday. Yep. But the governor has kind of put a earlier date on that. Is that correct?
0: Uh, the Speaker of the House mm-hmm. uh, has told us we will be done on the 18th, and uh, I shared that news with someone at the Capitol yesterday, and they laughed in my face. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe we'll be done in the House, and we'll be waiting for the... Of uh, senate and the governor i don't i don't know i've never done one of these before but i'm sure hopeful i'm uh ready for a break
1: uh, yeah i would imagine so and i you know it's a uh, recent uh history for the uh, legislative session would suggest that yeah maybe fourth of july <laughs> there'll be a might you know, special session at some point but i guess we'll have to wait and see we'll
0: find out we'll, we'll find, find out, out yeah
1: uh, Christy, thank you so much for coming in.
0: Thank you, Jeff.
1: Christy Purcell, State Representative for District 58A. You're listening to B? A. 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 I it. got that right. <laughs> Suddenly questioning myself. We've got uh, Richie in with local news headlines coming up in just a moment or so. Dr. Michael Ritchie, Richie I and LASIK, we're swinging into spring. Spring is here, and it's time to get outdoors hiking biking boating walking or running let's make this a spring free of glasses or contacts richie eye and lasik will help you swing into spring with up to 500 off all of our lasik treatments richie eye clinic and lasik center Fairbo, world-class lasik small town traffic richieiclinic.com
0: This news update is brought to you by Northfield Retirement Community. Rooted in Christian values, Northfield Retirement Community supports independence, dignity, and quality of life for the aging by providing innovative living options and services. At Northfield Retirement Community, making a difference in the lives of our residents is our number one goal. Hi, my name is Jody Neal. I've worked for NRC for over 35 years. When asked why I stayed so long, the answer was easy. The residents. Not only does what I do make a difference in their lives, but they have also made